Hello, I'm Dr. Shantae, and welcome to Believe in Bigger Podcast. I am excited about this episode. I actually got happy. Why? Because it's in the Old Testament. Y'all know how much I love the Old Testament, and it's talking about one of my favorite favorite people of all time but before I even get there you are going to keep hearing me say this like a broken record the 12 the 12 the 12 it is coming up 2018 is will be here sooner than you know it by the time you even get through this pod class series we will be in November and so as November approaches and you start thinking about how you want to spend 2018 I invite you to spend 12 months with me uh, 2017 has really been so enriching in so many ways and just so many people that have poured into my life. Uh, all of the 12ers have been like, you know, Dr. Shante, you've been such a blessing to me, but they've really been a blessing in return. And so the 12 is all about 12 months of coaching in a mastermind group focused on transformation, mindset, personal growth, and accountability. It is so easy for us to get into a corner and struggle by ourselves, and that is not how you succeed. And so if you want to be a part of the 12, want to know what it's all about, head to drshante.com. Go to the menu, click on work with me, and you will see the mentoring opportunities there for the 12 to find out what it's all about. I encourage you to do that, and I hope that I will see your application as they start to roll in over the next few weeks. So today's episode is called We Got Numbers, okay? We Got Numbers, and We Got Numbers is coming from 2 Kings 6, 15 through 16 is our guiding thought for today, and it says... When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet said. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And so we are going to be talking about Elisha. Y'all know how much I love Elisha. If you don't know how much I love Elisha, go back to season two because Elisha is so gangster. Like I thought Elijah was gangster. Nah, Elisha is like the most gangster of all the prophets <laughs> in the Bible. He was so dialed in. And so today we're talking about we got numbers. Starting with you are a threat. Okay, God's plan for you was a threat to the enemy's agenda. Number two, you will be attacked. And don't we know it? The enemy will attempt to silence you. And number three, we got numbers because God is protecting you in ways that you cannot even see. So let's get right into it. So let's talk about Elisha. Okay, so the Lord in the Old Testament always sent prophets, okay, a prophet to advise the people, to, to give God's people what thus says the Lord. And so that's why you have Elisha and Jeremiah and Elijah and all of those prophets. And so Elisha was the successor to Elijah, okay? So Elijah is who had mentored him. And he was a prophet at a time where Israel was at war with Aram, okay? And God kept providing Elisha with revelation about the king of Aram's plan. So let me put this in perspective for you. So Israel is at war with the king of Aram. And as Israel is fighting this battle, God keeps giving Elisha, the God man, revelation about what the king of Aram was doing. He would say, they're going to be doing this. They're going to be going here. They're going to try to ambush you this way. And so as soon as Elisha got revelation from the Lord, he would then and go and tell the king of Israel what was going on and what the plan was going to be. And as a result, the Israelites kept defeating the king of Aram. And as you can imagine, after having one defeat after another, after another, the king wanted some answers to the point where he said, look, who's spying up in here? 
Okay, who's spying up in here? Because every time I go to make a move, the Israelites already know what I'm doing. And so realizing that their own lives were in danger, the king of Aram's men said, I'm going to put Elisha on blast. Hey, that prophet, he know everything you're doing. And so as a result, the king put a hit out on Elisha. Okay, he said, okay, you telling them all my plans? I'm going to put a hit out on you. So watch how this story unfolds. So 2 Kings 6, 9 through 12 says this, the man of God sent word to the king of Israel. So the man of God being Elisha. And he said, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going to be there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. And time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king said one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who was in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. He said, I don't know how he know, but he know he knows. And so verse 13 and 14 says, go and find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. So this is the king's response. He didn't, he didn't just, you know, send one or two guys. It said he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and they surrounded the city of Dothan, where Elisha was. And so, believers, let me tell you something. You are a threat, okay? If you think you're not, you're like, what do I do? You are a threat. You are wanted for treason. Treason is the crime of betrayal against one's country or state of origin, okay? And so you believers are an enemy of the state. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. When you came into this world, you were born into sin. That was the curse of Adam, okay? Because Adam sinned, we are all now born into sin. And until we accepted Christ, we were an enemy of God, okay? Matthew 12, 30 says, if you are not with me, you are against me. He doesn't mince any words about that. And when we became a member of Team Jesus, we betrayed our original design. When we came here, we were enemies of God. But as soon as we accepted Christ, we became enemies of the enemy, we became enemies of the enemy. And so that was the treasonous act. We became a threat to the enemy's agenda to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, but the enemy comes, but to steal, kill, and destroy. And so as long as you are not on team Jesus, you are an agent that can help him accomplish that goal. And so because of that, we were agents of chaos and now we are empowered with purpose. We used to be on the wrong team okay we were playing for the wrong side but we accepted the lord as our savior and now we are empowered with purpose gifted with influence and armed with the truth of god's power and equipped with the testimony of god's goodness and all of that makes us dangerous dangerous even if you're a bench member the fact that you know the truth of god and the fact that at any moment you have the potential to share the truth of God with someone else and convert somebody else from the enemy to team Jesus, you are a threat. You are a threat. And so because of that, the enemy comes to silence you. So let me tell you all the ways that you have been 
a threat to the enemy. All the ways that you have been doing what I call shots fired. You know how that goes, right? Shots fired. So every time you encourage someone, shots fired. Every time you forgive someone, shots fired. Every time you choose faith over fear, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind, shots fired. Every time you help someone else move closer to their purpose, shots fired. Meaning every time I've come and done this podcast, all hundred and Lord, five episodes, shots fired. Every time you help someone get a breakthrough, shots fired. Every time you wanted to give up but decided to trust God anyway, shots fired. And as a result, the enemy is coming to pay you a visit. So through your acts of faith, through your acts of obedience, you done sent up a hail of bullets, okay? And now the enemy is like, you know what? You done made yourself known, okay? You done made yourself known. Every time he tried to come one way and you decided to trust God and his plan was thwarted, you were a threat, a soldier on the battlefield. And because you were obedient and trusting and faithful, you have become a threat to the enemy. And because of that, the word says you will be attacked. First John 3.13 says, do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. When it says do not marvel, it means don't be surprised that the world hates you. I want you to take a minute. I want you to take a beat and think about the world that we live in. They don't love Christians. You know why? Because this is not our home. We just passing through. And what's sad, what's really unfortunate, there's a lot of quote unquote evangelicals out there giving Christians a bad name giving them a bad name, using the Bible to enact racism <laughs> and classism and to keep people impoverished and going to stand behind the Bible. Even the current resident of the White House quotes the Bible. I could drop the mic, but I said I was going to stop doing that. I'm not going to give him that kind of power. I'm just going to put it out there in these streets, okay? So the Bible says, do not be surprised if the world hates you. Jesus said, they hated me. So if they hated him, they're going to hate you too. And so because of that, your finances are subject to attack. Your health is subject to attack. Your job is subject to attack. Your children are subject to attack. Your character is subject to attack. Your relationships are subject to attack. Why? Because attack distracts and discourages you from your purpose. There's a reason for that. While you over there, shots fired, forgiving folks, loving folks, being faithful, being obedient, trusting in God and all the rest of it. If you are under attack, the attack is designed to distract and discourage you from your purpose, to keep you from doing those things, because the ultimate goal is to do what? To eliminate the threat. Remember, we talked about Job a few weeks ago when Job was going through. OK, it was hard for him to worship the way that he had been worshiping before he lost everything. And so when you find yourself subject to these attacks, please know that it is only designed to distract and discourage you from your purpose and to eliminate the threat. And here's the thing, folks, believers, uh, here's what I don't want you to miss. We often, often mistake attack as punishment. Spiritual attack is usually your clearest evidence that you're doing something right. If everything is right in your world, if everything is gravy, you better reevaluate some things. Okay, you might be playing for the wrong team. 
Dogs don't bark at parked cars. So if you have something going on in your life, that means that you are moving in a direction that creates some chaos, some schism, some attention from the enemy. You have made yourself known. And in Elisha's situation, here's what I don't want you to miss. In Elisha's situation, the king did not send a hitman. The king did not send a sniper. He didn't send somebody with a bow and arrow and say, just wait for him to come out. He didn't send a spy, somebody to creep up in the bushes and take him by ambush. No, the king sent a full contingent of soldiers. He dispatched the sentinels. Think about that. For one man, for one man, he could have sent his best guy. He didn't do that. He could have sent a sniper. He didn't do that. Could have sent a spy, somebody to befriend him and get in his circle and then later ambush him. He didn't do that. He sent a full contingent of soldiers. Why? Because he wanted to send a message. The enemy works the same way. The Bible says here in verse 14, it says, Then he sent the horses and the chariots and strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. Let me tell you something. The enemy is not going to throw a rock at your window. He's going to let the brick come through. He's going for shock and awe. You know what shock and awe is? Shock means to take you by such sudden surprise that you are so stunned that you cannot move, that you cannot respond. When the enemy is attacking you, he's not going to come on some low, subtle way. When you are that type of threat, when you are truly working and operating in the commission of your purpose, he's going to come and send a full contingent to surround you because he wants to send a message. He wants to taunt you and test you and say, where's your God now? He wants to say, don't, don't jack with me. <laughs> I ain't the one. That's what he's trying to say to you. And so you will have those moments where you will feel like you just can't catch a break. Like no matter what you do, okay, so, as soon as you try to get your money right, don't they always tell you, remember I did the wealth series a while back and they say you need to have, what do they say, three months worth of your salary in savings just in case, you know, something happens. As soon as you try to get a week's worth of salary in savings, here come the muffler that fell off your car. Something crazy like that, you know, or your kids, all of a sudden they shoot toes poking out the top of the shoe. Something is going on where for whatever reason, you just can't hold on to that money. Every time you think things is going right with you and your spouse, and then all of a sudden it just blows up in your face and you just can't seem to get closer. He's not going to send a subtle message. When you are truly operating the commission of your purpose, he's going to send a contingent to surround you. But I have good news matter of fact i have great news and that news is we got numbers y'all we got numbers so verse 15 says and this is back to our guiding thought when the servant man of god so this is was elijah's servant elisha's servant when he woke up and went out early the next morning an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city and he said oh no my lord what shall we do the servant asked and Elisha said, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So I want to, I'm a visual person. I'm a visual learner. I want you to get this clear, clear, clear in your mind's eye. I want you to imagine walking out of your front door. And as you walk out of your front door, your house is surrounded by soldiers with guns. You look to the right, you look to the left, you look directly in front of you and you turn around and your house is surrounded with soldiers who look like they mean business. And so you run back in the house 
and you tell your family or whoever's listening, what we going to do? <laughs> Our house is surrounded. They done found us. What are we going to do? And Elisha said, chill. Do not be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And you start doing the math. You're like, those who are with us. Okay, it's me in the house, and it's Elisha in the house. And uh, and uh, and uh, what you talking about, Elisha? Those who are with us, okay? So the enemy will try to discourage you about what you can see. Because what you see is a contingent of soldiers. What you see is a stack of bills. What you see is your job on the line. What you see is your health is failing. That's what you see. But God is protecting you by what you cannot see. Because in verse 17 says, Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So here's the thing, folks. When the servant looked outside the first time, he said, we surrounded by soldiers, guns up, appointed what we going to do. Elisha said, it's cool. Those that are with us are more than those who are with them. Lord, open his eyes so he can see what I see. And when the servant went out a second time, angels were standing behind every last one of those soldiers and chariots of fires ready to throw down, ready to throw down. When the servant opened his eyes, God revealed angels surrounding the army and chariots of fire. And believers, when the enemy thinks he has you surrounded, the beauty is God has him surrounded. You know that song we teach the kids? He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me and the itty bitty babies and the mamas and the daddies in his hand. He's got Satan in his hand. And so when the enemy thinks he didn't got you, you go look around and find out that God didn't got him. So the question is, who are you going to put your trust in? God is keeping you from danger, seen and unseen. You don't even have to fight. Why? Because we got numbers. We got numbers. Believers, I want you to think right now. Think as you're listening to this. Think about a time where God kept you from something and you realize later, whoa, man, I was just there. I was just there an hour ago. Or if I was just there last week or if that had happened to me, I remember when Katrina happened. I had just left New Orleans. I had just left. If I had been there one week longer, I would have been caught up in it. A lot of times we sitting up here thinking that, you know, oh, we just coming in and we going and we coming and going and we coming and going. No, angels are watching your comings and your goings. Angels are watching your going out and your coming in. You're not here by accident. You don't get to listen every week just because. Do you know what's waiting on the, on the outside of your door? You listen to the news. You on Twitter. You on social media. People don't just get up with the guarantee of being able to go home that night. That's not how this works. We got numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because the Lord has work for you to do. Romans 8.31 says, what shall we say then to these things? Because here Paul was talking about what shall separate us from the love of God. Death, life, 
angels, principalities, powers. He said, we've been persecuted all day long. And I know believers, sometimes that's how it feels. We just persecuted all day long. But then he finishes that up and he says, what shall we say to all of these things? What shall we say to the current resident in the White House? What shall we say to the racism in the NFL? What shall we say to the fact that it's now you can profit from selling weed when we got brothers and sisters in the jail convicted for selling it? What shall we say to these things when it looks like there's such a deliberate agenda against us. And Paul says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is the great equalizer, brothers and sisters. God is the great equalizer. Psalms 91 says this, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely, he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. From the foulest snare, I means he will keep you from the trickster and he will restore your health. He'll keep you from getting sick. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. He says you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Think about that. Think about 2016 was rough. You know how many people died in 2016? Y'all know I'm going to throw Prince in here because I got to throw him in every four or five episodes. Okay, but you, you know what I'm saying, right? 2016 was rough. You couldn't wake up. You were scared to open your phone the next day because you didn't know who else was going to die. Okay, and it says a thousand will fall at one hand and 10,000 at your right hand, and it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Verse 11 says, for he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Brothers and sisters, believers, keep being obedient to what God is calling you to do. Why? Because we got numbers. We got numbers. Don't worry about it. You know, the Bible says that <laughs> when Satan took Jesus up into the wilderness and took him to a mountain to tempt him and said, hey, go ahead and throw yourself down because you know he will give his angels charge over you. He was talking about this psalm. While Jesus was dying on the cross, at any moment, if he had been like, you know what? Nah, <laughs> you know, like I changed my mind. Literally, legions of angels would have come down and laid everybody straight out. He had the power to do it in one word. And so, brothers and sisters, Keep moving forward in the commission of your purpose. Don't worry about who's saying this and who's saying that and what the bills look like and all of that because we got numbers. Trust and believe that God is looking out for you. So now is my favorite part of pod class where I get to hear from our audience what you think about this episode. First, amen <laughs> to that. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm not really going to speak on the episode, but more as a member of the 12, um, just what uh, it has been uh, for me this past year. Um, I have grown spiritually in my personal life and as well as in my professional life. Um, it's definitely an opportunity to experience something and um, to be a part of a team, to be a part of a family. Uh, having an accountability partner, um, you know, someone in the trenches with you, uh, you know, words really can't explain what that, you know, can do for you. Uh, personally, you know, I set out to write a book and I had all these things that I'll be done by the end of the year. Um, 
I'm on task to get it done, but the growth that has happened um, throughout the year has just been um, monumental for me, for my life. Uh, you know, I didn't have a vision of what it would look like. You know, I didn't know, you know, what my brand would be or even have a foundation for it. But, I mean, as I sit here today, you know, in month 11 that we're going into, I have that plan. I have that foundation. Um, you know, I know how to spend my time and, you know, where to, you know, invest my efforts. So, you know, I just, you know, wish people, you know, that they pray about it and that they know it is a journey, but it is truly a blessing um, that if you're a part of the 12, you're in something that's, you know, you have other people who are waiting to help you, not, in dis not, not just the individuals that you're going through it with. So thank you. You're welcome. You know, I'm not going to say his name, but I want to tell you that the gentleman that was just speaking, he wasn't even going to apply. He had pretty much just talked himself out of it. He was like, nah, I don't know her like that, you know. And and I'm telling you, would have just missed a whole year's worth of blessings, okay? Just a whole year's worth of blessings. And that's just a, just kind of part and parcel. We got numbers, okay? So sometimes it's the invisible army that protects us, but sometimes God will send a community of people to wrap their arms around you and, and to lift you up. So oftentimes, you know, we're afraid to say that we're struggling or that we're hurting and we don't want to be that transparent. But the thing is, the Bible commands us, it says, bear you who are strong, you ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Confess your faults one to another, okay, so that we can lift one another up and build one another up because it's hard out here for a pimp. No, I'm kidding. It's hard out here. It's hard out here in these streets, okay, trying to trying to live your purpose and do everything that God has called you to do. And then you just got one temptation and, and one doubt right after the other. So to have a community when you have numbers, man, it's just it's a whole different ball game. So believers, if you have questions, comments, takeaways, I encourage you to hit me up at Dr. Shante says, you know, I love you. I'm actually about to post some listener love on Instagram this week. Be on the lookout for it because some of you guys have just blessed me with your comments. And so, yeah, I'm gonna put your pictures up there and I'm gonna show people, you know, who's listening to this to this broadcast every week i really truly do appreciate it it keeps me going and i love you so much for it so that is all you guys hit me up at dr shante says and i will see you next time thank you for listening to believing bigger with dr shante if you have any questions comments or just want to follow dr shante you can find her on twitter and instagram at dr shante says until next time keep on believing bigger